All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to my show, Your Pal Val. It's your pal Val. I'm your host, Val. And today we have a very, very, very special guest. Probably my most high-profile guest. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm so excited. Uh, Happy Valentine's Day, first of all. Um, my guest and I were just talking about this briefly and, you know, it could have been a Valentine's episode, but I think your pal Val has a belief that it's just a consumerist marketing, marketing, money-making scheme. It very much is. We might, you know, nod to it. Like, happy Valentine's Day. Tell the people you love that you love them. Of course, do that every day, right? But, you know, as far as chocolates and flowers, you know, enjoy that. But we will not be, I guess we won't (laughs) be diving in. We'll be doing, we'll be doing so much better. You'll enjoy this episode so much more. But, I mean, I guess also in the spirit of... Valentine said this might be hypocritical, but usually before I we get into our interview guest, I play the song. So song, this song, song is Love on the Brain by Rihanna. Hello, if you were not watching the Super Bowl. What were you doing? What were you doing? Well, not even the Super Bowl, the halftime show. The ha- the, Rihanna's concert that was interrupted by people who wants to like throw around a ball. That's what... <laughs> Legitimately. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. So this is Love on the Brain by Rihanna, and enjoy this, you know, for your Valentine's Day special. And when we get back, we're going to get into some deep, exciting conversations. Yay! Good without you 
Okay. I'm sad that I missed what you just said. Say that again. Best song ever. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's kind of obvious why you picked that song, but if you, I don't know, have anything you want to add to why? No. She's just a queen. She's our Caribbean queen. I love her. That's why. <laughs> That's honestly reason enough. <laughs> oh. um, well, I guess we should probably introduce you before we just get into everything. But say hi. Who are you? What's your name? Hi, guys. My name is Michaelia. Um, I'm a nursing major here at Fairfield. Psych minor. I got the minor because I feel like it justifies me being judgy and... <laughs> I'm not judging you. I'm just a psych minor. That's what I like to say. <laughs> That's so amazing. Um, what else? Where are you from? I, I hate this question. So I'm from many different places. I grew up, I was born in New Rochelle, New York, just the hospital. And I moved to Jamaica at the tiny little age of three months. And I was there since I was like three years old. And then after I moved up here and then I was back and forth from Jamaica to America and I was living in the Bronx then. And then um, I'm now in Connecticut. So it was many different places in New York, but now I'm in Connecticut. So I think I tell people that I'm from Jamaica because that's my home. So, yeah. Oh, that's very special. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess many places made you who you are, mm-hmm. but, you know, if you're just like, quick answer. Yeah, a quick answer is Jamaica. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Okay, so I have so much I want to ask you, and I'm just so excited that oh you're here. Gosh. Because I was telling Michaela earlier, it just feels like having an hour with you. Like, <laughs> that's a gift. Like, you, you are so involved. It's crazy. Doing- yeah, my schedule's so busy. Like, you have to be on my calendar. <laughs> I was on your calendar, I feel like, for a couple you were, weeks. You were on my calendar. <laughs> she so booked special. me, like, two weeks in advance, so <laughs> go you. I mean, honestly, I've been wanting you to be on since the beginning, honestly. So we've started the show, Aww. I guess, September, so here we are. I'm just, ah! <laughs> I have to, like, be professional now and just move outside of myself and just get to the interview. Um <laughs> I just, okay, so I want to talk to you about being an RA because I feel like that's just something so special. I just, you're Michaelia, but I also know you as RA Michaelia. Okay. You do so much, and I just want to know what made you want to be an RA. Um, when I thought of my college journey, I thought about, like, getting involved, and I'm very involved. Um, from, like, since I started school, I've always been involved. Like, I've always been the one that, like, like the class leader type mm-hmm. thing. So I was like, okay, when I get to college, what am I going to do? And then I was like, everything. And I was like, okay, what's everything? <laughs> so I feel like RA is one of those things where it's, you can do so many things with that position alone. Um, even without the benefits, like, you know, the free room and board, like I think I still would have been an RA because like, I feel like the two biggest student leader positions here on campus is NSL RA. And I was like, I don't want to be an NSL. New student leader. Yeah, and I was like, I also think that being an RA is just so rewarding, mm-hmm. especially with, like, the residents you have. Like, sometimes the work is, like, a little tedious. I'm like, uh, I could be doing something else right now. Yeah. But um, it's really rewarding when I do a bulletin board, and then my residents are like, oh, this is so cute. And I'm like, stop it, because I didn't even think that it was going to be noticed. <laughs> so it's it's always, like, really cute and rewarding to, like, hear them say, like, they appreciate me and stuff like that. So... Yeah. You do have amazing bulletin boards. Stop it. No, seriously. They come, like, off the top of my dome. They're so creative. My dome is Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> and your little decals on the doors. Oh, yeah, my door tags. And she even put one on my door, even though I live a floor below. Yeah. I cried coming back to campus. <laughs> 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 so what's the best thing about the position? The best thing about the position is... I think the residents, um, especially your own residents. Like, mm-hmm. I from my first floor meeting, I I look at who's in the room. I look at their body posture. I hear like the side conversations, their worries, their concerns. Um, I have those residents who like overshare, and they're like, you know, Michaelia, like I gotta tell you something, but like you know, take your RA hat off, and I'm like, oh my god, what happened? <laughs> and then like it's never anything serious; they're just being really dramatic sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I think that seeing the growth and like the development between like from like the beginning of freshman year to now is like so beautiful, which is why 
I want to stay being a first year RA, hopefully, mm-hmm. fingers crossed. Um, but I think that it's just so cute. Like it's, I'm like, oh, you're growing. I feel like a mom to like 37 kids. So yeah, yeah. you really are. And they, re- everyone really looks up to you because it's weird to think you're only like a year older. Yeah. Probably maybe the most extreme mm-hmm. cases. Yeah. Um, some cases could be like a couple months, but couple yet, months, yeah. you're, you're just Michaela. You're the queen. Stop. That was my biggest hype man, guys. <laughs> no, well, I don't need to do any hype because <laughs> you are, you speak for yourself. <laughs> But what would be something in the position that you would rather do without? Maybe I'm being too negative, but um, we got to get the whole picture. What is it? I think we do a lot of like, I feel like once you go to an RA training mm-hmm. once, that should be it. But you have to go to one every single summer. So, like, mm-hmm. this summer, it was my first. And, like, it was very tiring because, like, we were up from, like, the booty crack of dawn mm-hmm. to, like, the evening. And I was like, okay, like, you know, this is going to be it. But then I heard, like, the senior RAs and, like, RAs who've been there for a while. Like, this is my third training. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what, what does that mean? They're like, yeah, you have to keep coming back to these trainings. I'm like. Mm-mm. I don't want to. <laughs> so, like, that's the only thing. Like, it's very time-consuming, too. Mm-hmm. You're always an RA. And, like, yeah. even when you don't want to be an RA, like, if you're a resident, which is why I feel like this is one of the most selfless positions on campus, if your mm-hmm. resident really needs you, like, there's no type of scheduling. Sometimes, you know, if you do have those boundaries enough, but I'm very open to my residents because, like, mm-hmm. I know, like, my residents are very independent. So if they do need me, then, like, it must be something serious. Mm-hmm. So um, you live with them. So it's not even like you can hide. <laughs> They're like, girl, I saw you in your room. I hear the music. <laughs> like, you're there. I'm like, damn it. I'm just like, all right, let's meet. So, you know, it's one of those things I'm just like, Sometimes I want to take the Ari hat off and just... Yeah, it's always all the time. Yeah, it's always all the time. Well, I do think that with the training, there are probably some individuals out there who need it. That's true. You're definitely the type of person you hear something once. You got it. I'm good. Why do you need... You know, why waste the time? Right. Dang. Well, would you recommend this position? And if you would, who would you recommend it to? Val, of course. Oh, thanks. Um, Definitely Val. Ella. I think Ella would be a really great um that's one of my residents she'd be a great ra um i think ava would be like the cutest ra ever i know her boats and boards would be so cute (laughs) um who else would be a really great like what type of person um or is there a type of person there is definitely there's different types of ras Mm -hmm. but there's a type of person that i feel like would fit best for the ra um you can't be an ra who's like so into routine Mm -hmm. and like expects things to go one way because if i'm on duty and i expect like an easy night every night that might not be the case so you kind of have to go in thinking the best and like you know being prepared for the worst um also like like i know the trainings are tedious but like if something does happen these trainings help you to like you know so you know what to do Mm -hmm. so like you know which numbers to call there's so many numbers you gotta save so like it's just you know being very organized being on top of and being confident because Mm -hmm. i feel like lack of confidence as an ra can kind of be a downfall and being an ra also helps you gain that confidence so like you need i feel like you need some sort of level either gain it throughout the position or something Mm -hmm. because these kids will break you when they're drunk. Like, <laughs> they will really break yeah, you. harsh realities. No, so. yeah. So, definitely just, you know, yeah. being your best self. That's true. And you have to be able to kind of go with the flow and mm-hmm. not be, you know, thinking yeah. anything's going to go this a certain way. Because, right. you know, 40 different people on one floor and 300 residents in one building. I mean. Ridiculous. Whew. Right. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'll live in jokes next year. We'll see. But, we'll see. I mean, maybe this is a selfish question, but I want to ask you and put you on the spot there. Will, will Val get the RA position? I 100% think Val will get the RA position. No doubt so. about it. I, I'm, I'm a little nervous. March 3rd, everyone. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'll announce on the air. <laughs> okay. Um, so now we're kind of going to get into some more 
interesting questions Ooh. about, I don't know, being a student, just living life at Fairfield, not even Fairfield, just in general. Okay. How you are such a motivated person and you're doing mm-hmm. so many things. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with burnout? Do you get burnout? Do you avoid it? Like what happens when it comes on? Is it inevitable? Talk about that. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy because this past week was like that. This is like my burnout week. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't show up this week. But I was like, all right, you know, you still got to show up. I think the clubs that I join they're not just clubs they're movements mm-hmm. especially on campus so as vp of the black student union like i have to understand that there's a community that i'm like showing up for mm-hmm. even if the community doesn't want to show for themselves or like thinks it's just a club like i still have to be you know because it, i feel like i feel like the clubs that i'm a part of are my calling like most of my most of the clubs that i'm a part of they have something to do with like social justice or equity equity equality and like just creating change on campus not just like a sit here let's have fun and like bake cakes like the big like you know it's yeah. just not you know it's just yeah. it's not like fun things so like these are like things that i feel called to do mm-hmm. um and then hobby wise like i just i i go to myself like i'm just like mm-hmm. i'm just like all right michaelia if you see four things booked in your day and they're time consuming, that's it. So my Mondays are off limits because I'm from like from 11 to nine o'clock at night. Wow. I'm in class. So I'm like, don't, don't book anything right. on Mondays. So my calendar has been really helpful. Mm-hmm. Like seeing like, I'm like, all right, this week is too full. I'm going to cut back on something or like, you know, something. Um, and then not giving any promises, like not promising that I can show up. So like, if someone's like, hey, can we meet? If you're not in my calendar, just don't even count on it. Because, right. like, <laughs> cause you probably won't <laughs> you probably won't hear from me. So I think it's all about, like, knowing your limits and, like, knowing mm-hmm. how much you can take. Because once I realized that I can't take anything, like, this week, I was like, all right, I got to step back. I got to go pray. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got to I gotta really, like, refocus, recenter. So, yeah, which was actually the theme of the R.A., um, training this past winter. That's so fun. <laughs> well, that was a really thorough response, but I feel like there's so much that I, I want to unpack there because I'm looking at that. It sounds like there's a lot of intentionality there is. in what you're doing because yeah. if you're kind of running around trying to do a lot of different things that you don't necessarily mm-hmm. care about, right. sustaining that is just right. not possible. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember you always give the best advice. Stop. <laughs> but I remember asking you once, I'm like, Natalia, why do I feel so just unmotivated desiring to do nothing i was mm-hmm. never the student in high school i always was mm-hmm. doing this this and that and you were you said to me you were like well you did all of that and now you want a break yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> you just want to like rest now like it's that's how it was but that doesn't seem to be the case for you because you're just you're going going i'm going going i feel like you know different people have different strengths mm-hmm. and i feel like it's also one of those things where you're kind of like all right but then again, Fairfield. Fairfield has this culture that it's really hard to, like, fit into certain spaces because it's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be around these people. Like, no one's, I feel like a lot of people, are, like, on campus, they're not real to themselves mm-hmm. because from day one, they already tried to be someone else yeah, and, like, true. fit in. And I feel like the great thing about you was that you came on campus yourself and you stayed that way. Aww. So, like because you're so authentic it's going to be hard for you to find people because people just aren't authentic themselves so i feel like the people who don't conform easily to a friend group Mm -hmm. those are the ones who are having the hardest time on campus and like of course if you're conforming to a friend group you're also you're internally having a hard time because you're like all right this is not me like you know but it's too late but it's never too late but i think you're on the right track it takes time. Oh, so I found friends. <laughs> I found friends last semester, so mm-hmm. you're fine. And oh. I'm still navigating through that. So yeah, I yeah. think it's an ongoing process. Yeah, it is. It is. That's so sweet. Okay. Well, also you said something about saying no, and I was just having a conversation with somebody. Not going to call them out. And <laughs> basically, she was saying how it's it feels so difficult to say no. Mm-hmm. We feel this. Com- I guess from compulsion to always say yes to things. I mean, society mm-hmm. is pressuring us to do everything all the time. Mm-hmm. How, I mean, you seem like the type of person to me who just has that confidence and you're okay saying no and mm-hmm. you're not belaboring the point. You're not thinking in your room like, mm-hmm. ugh, afterwards. Right. 
how do you how do you do that no is not a bad answer mm-hmm. no is not a negative answer like it's, <laughs> i feel like we've been so um conditioned to believe that no is bad and uh-huh. yes is good sometimes no was the good and yes is the bad so i think it took experience too that a lot of my no's saved my life and a lot of my yeses like they kept me stagnant for a while so like i remember just being everywhere at all times so like last freshman year i was on i was i had like five different jobs on campus um i was you know i was all over the place um nursing student at that and, like, it was just really, like, you know, it was taking a toll on my body, so I got really sick. And then I had to go to the hospital. So that's when I was like, all right, you got to learn how to put yourself first. And no was just that that extra security. It's like, all right, no. Not no because I don't want to do it or because I'm incapable. Mm-hmm. But no because I know that, like, I need to put myself first. So, yeah, no is not a bad answer. So if you go in with that mindset as, like, I'm not saying no to disappoint you, but I'm saying no to like protect myself and protect my energy. That's that's it. <laughs> that's it. No, that's awesome. And I, I just going back to that intentionality. You're such an intentional person. You're looking yeah. at it. You have your reasons for doing things, mm. and if you draw on that, you know that value system, yeah, or your reasons for doing things, you can more easily know mm. what aligns with you and what doesn't. Right. And then you don't have to excuse that for people. Right. Right. Which is a whole other thing about. That's a whole. everything fits in yeah yeah. so i mean i think something that i do is just a lot of second guessing everything Mm. that i say or do and i am a confident person but Mm -hmm. there are certain situations where you know i'm human being i want people to like me you know i Mm -hmm. think that's natural yeah so how do you just you know not make excuses for people or how i don't know i just i want to (laughs) how um like make excuses for people in like what sense i mean you're talking to somebody and like i mean obviously you are the type of person that is so set in who you are and i think that's amazing but Mm -hmm. a lot of people are not okay with that Mm -hmm. and i mean that's not like anything to speak to you Mm -hmm. it just speaks to that maybe their insecurities and they don't understand how a person can just Mm -hmm. i don't know say no or just live their own life freely of other people's Mm -hmm. opinions yeah and so people do take issue with that yeah and so they'll ask you why and maybe what the answer you give isn't good enough for them Mm -hmm. and especially i don't know fairfield i feel like there's just explaining to do on mm-hmm. why you're not like everybody else. Yeah. So do you just choose not to? How do you walk away? I don't know. Um, I learned to take nothing personal. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going through an internal battle and sometimes it stays inside and then sometimes it projects out on others. So if you don't like me, it's not because of me, but it's because of you. So that's something you got to work <laughs> on. Um, I've learned to stop fixing people. Mm-hmm. I was the fixer. I wanted people to like me. I wanted people to, I wanted to fix people's problems. If people came to me with their problems, like I would take it so gravely up on my head. Like I would like be, I used to be so sad over people's problems. And I'm just like, this is not even happening to me. Why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. And not like, taking out that empathetic part like out from me but just knowing that nothing people do to you like everything that people do like it's 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 not personal like it's what they're going through so don't even like take it on your head so just be like if someone says something that's really bad don't even like that's hurting my feelings i'm like damn you need to go to therapy (laughs) the fact that you felt okay saying that like like you need work you need work so take nothing personal i live by that that's beautiful and it's hard too because you hear those things and you you know i think that as a a self-reflecting person Mm -hmm. it's natural for us to think about our what we did wrong yeah and sometimes we can take that to the extreme the Mm -hmm. point where other people can be wrong too yeah and that's okay we don't Mm -hmm. need to fix them or excuse their behavior but we don't have to carry it with us as a grudge or Mm -hmm. anything like that Mm. yeah (laughs) I think people are going to learn so much from this. I mean, they do. I think, and the fact that you figured this out, I mean, obviously nobody has everything figured out all the time, so I'm not claiming that Mm -hmm. you do, so don't feel that. (laughs) But, you know, I think it's interesting timing and like how you figured this all out before you took on 40 residents, Mm -hmm. because could you imagine if you were doing what you were doing before and now? Without, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. (laughs) I wanted to talk to you about just, like, your spirituality and faith because I know that's a big part of you, if you would like. And I just want to know, how has that affected you? How does that 
influence your day-to-day life? Yeah. Well, God is my bestie. I believe that Jesus can do everything. So, um, anytime I'm in a situation, I've learned to focus on the good and mm-hmm. not the bad, even though sometimes the bad is very overpowering. Um, there was this time, like literally last week, like where I just wasn't allowing myself to feel mm-hmm. because I'm like, things are going to get better. Like being a Christian, believing in God doesn't mean that you don't live in the reality. Like mm-hmm. the reality is that life sucks. So <laughs> you have to feel what you're feeling in that present moment. But being a Christian also means that you have help along the way and knowing that, like, God is always going to be there no matter what. So I think that for me, knowing who God is, because a lot of people, they they have faith, but they really don't know who Jesus is. They don't, you know, they don't take time to pray. Like, I'm not the, what do I call it? I'm not, like, the modern Christian. Like, I'm not the... I go to church on Easter and like I really take my relationship with God seriously because at the end of the day, like he's who I put my trust in. Like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like once you trust someone, you want to be around them all the time. So like if I trust you, like if if I like think like you have the answers, like you have the answers to all my problems, you have the answers to life. Mm -hmm. Like, why would I not try to spend time with you and try to get to know you as much as I can? So it's one of those things where. It's it's hard. Like, don't get me wrong. It is very hard. Like, there are some times where I don't pick up my Bible. There are some times where I don't pray when I need to. But God's so graceful and, like, so gracious. And, like, he's forever faithful to me. Even when I mess up, he's still there. So, like, just knowing that and, like, keeping those tabs in the back of my mind. Like, well, he brought me through this. So, like, he's going to bring me through that. Like, that's going to help me. So, Yeah. Just remembering everything that I've been through and then knowing that I'm going to go through everything I'm about to go through. Wow. That's beautiful. And that's a really good strategy, I think. I mean, everything you said, obviously. Mm -hmm. I can't say it better than you. But also, I do do that as well, thinking about if I can get through all of this. or not I can. Yeah. But if God has helped me through Mm -hmm. all of this. Or, yeah, for sure. It's just, it's beautiful. It is very beautiful. Yeah, there's no promises (laughs) that, you know, you're not going to fall down. Right. But... Right, but you get picked back up, and Ah. you get dusted off, and the outcome's always better. Like (laughs) I cried. I love you. I can't. Yeah, this this happens. (sighs) Okay, so that's just uh, how do I recover? (laughs) That's beautiful. Um, So I want to know, you know, people on Earth. What kind Mm -hmm. of qualities do you look for in the friends that you're making? You have to be passionate about something and passionate about good like i feel like a lot of people especially being a black woman a lot of people are like you got to be like a social justice you got to be on the front line activist let's go do this march right here right now like and that's talking about that type of passion that type of passion is great i love it mm-hmm. however um i feel like people who have the passion to even just change who they are and like for the better of course and like you know constantly reflecting on the things that you do i don't like airheads and like i don't mean airheads in like the typical way like you know yeah i mean not everyone's gifted yeah intelligence yeah yeah like not not like you know so i think if you're reflective and if you truly know like there's meaning to life and you're just not just on this earth for no reason like not all of my friends are christians but they also know that there's something deeper to life. And, like, I feel like I'm a part of their life to show them that, you know, Jesus is the answer. But um, but you don't do that by force. I don't do that. Right. I don't right. do it by force. I do it by the way I act. So, like, you know. Lead by example. Yeah, I lead by example. I don't have to. Listen, I was, I've always said if I can show you Jesus' love without saying Jesus' name, I'm doing what I'm called to do. Like. because i don't need to say like you know if your actions yeah. really prove it then you know that's one thing so like i feel like friends that are passionate about something and i feel like you can find that in college because a lot of us are in college because you know we want to be successful and like even away even aside from that like if you're just in college because your parents wanted you to go like that's already a red flag in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> um no thanks <laughs> i need you to have drive like i need mm-hmm. you to have a story 
and I'm not just saying like you need to go through it to be my friend, but like mm. I feel like the people who are humbled enough to like know that life is not all glitters and rainbows. So knowing that life is shitty for a lot of people, yeah. being real with yourself and obviously being honest too, because I'm very honest. So like I would like mm. you to tell me what I would tell you. So yeah, that's amazing. And yeah, I think also you're talking about you know it's good to have all those things that you're talking about. Yeah. And so I think that when you do have those moments, you know, we all have to breathe for a second and just be human being. We don't, we can't always be passionate about everything. Because, yeah. I mean, we have to sleep. We have to eat. We yeah. have to just like live life, mm-hmm. li- live life between those moments. Yep. But I think that when you find people who you know have those values, it's so much easier to yep. do with them because it's like it's not always this way. Yeah. There's substance behind the fun. Yeah, and there is. The fun so much more fun, <laughs> I think. There is. There is. There is. I think the laughs just hit deeper. <laughs> <laughs> it does. 100%. So how do you deal with individuals in, you know, your vicinity, your environment, who have worldview, like, hold worldviews that make you uncomfortable? Because I think that that's a constant here. And how do you do that? Going back to taking nothing personal mm-hmm. and knowing that everyone has a story. And when I say story, I don't mean it might not even be the struggling story. Like, it could just simply mean like you you really you know that's just your the, how your life is set up how you were brought up so like if you have opposing views you grew up in a in an opposing world mm-hmm. that's the world i can't take that from you like that's like someone saying stop saying that you know you were oppressed because i know a lot of black people in my neighborhood in greenwich and they're fine yeah cuz they live in, in a different world however me living in bridgeport you know, and by the way, can we stop the Bridgeport slander? Bridgeport is actually a very nice and um, cultural place. And I really love Bridgeport because it has a lot of good vibes. So thank you very much. Um, but <laughs> There is a lot of slander. There is a lot of Bridgeport slander. And I feel like those people have never been to Bridgeport before because anyways. Um, back to the question. But well, is it really Bridgeport that they're slander? It's not even. (laughs) I I cry. My heart breaks. Uh, Okay. But yeah, I think that there's so much more out there than just Fairfield University because I don't know. It's just this town, this state, this specific university. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the town is less like the university. It just gets more concentrated, I feel like, as you go. Mm -hmm. And it was hard for me to come here and see like so many people who are mm-hmm. so similar because that's not my background i mean yeah. i'm not saying that i mean i was in the most diverse place ever but at the same time yeah like, it was different. different yeah it's different i'm telling you the, the students drive the culture like you'd be surprised that half these kids you meet like if you were to see their high school friends they'll be like oh my god you've changed so much because they're all acting it's all a big show but i'm oh. gonna be the bigger star that's how i see life Oh, I love that. I well, you're life. the star of your own story, but I yeah. mean, yeah, you are though. It's true. Wow. So, I mean, don't take things personally, and I don't know. I guess try to not engage with that as much as possible. Yeah. Because I do think it's inevitable that the people that you surround yourself with, mm-hmm. you take on parts of them. You do. So yeah, you got to be careful because I can't be around somebody who has a negative outlook on life. That's mm-hmm. draining. So draining. It like. Is. So you got to be around people who are fun, you know, <laughs> who who laugh. I love laughing. I laugh at everything. I think it's kind of bad. You have a beautiful laugh. No, Stop. You do. <laughs> I laugh at everything. Like, even things that I'm not supposed to laugh at, I'm laughing. Because I feel like laughter is really good for the soul. So It's a way of dealing with things. And, you know, some it's like you either laugh or cry. You laugh or cry. And I choose to laugh because you crying do. messes up my eyes. So <laughs> makes them really puffy. Your face gets all wet. <laughs> Yeah, like who wants to laugh and crying is so messy. Like, like <laughs> it's all right to cry, listeners. It's all it right. Is. Let it out. Cry. Let it out. Please do. Feel your emotions. Feel. <laughs> That's the quote of the day. Is feel. <laughs> so when you're talking to somebody and they have, you know, uh, just like an, a differing opinion, maybe not mm-hmm. even just somebody that you don't vibe with, but you know, there you have a stance on something and they just feel a completely different way and maybe you really just don't understand how a person could arrive at said I don't know political opinion or just whatever how do you approach that conversation can you have a conversation what steps do you take and when do you know that it's just not worth it um I feel like my thing has always been going back to taking nothing personal um obviously you grew up 
in a life where those thoughts are okay to have so that's you like you know i've learned to accept people for who they are um and not slander them because of their experiences because i wouldn't want anyone to slander me because of mine um because i know that before here like growing up in the black community you get called fast for being mature because like you have a mature mindset because you don't want to like you know engage in certain things because you've unlocked a lot of things to life already at a young age because of the things that has happened to you so i wouldn't want someone to like downplay me or like you know discredit me because of my life experiences so for other people even though certain things that a lot of people say on this campus especially i'm just like how did you even get here (laughs) how did we even like what you just you got to take people you know you got to take them how you get them but also you don't have to be a teacher you're not everyone's savior you're not everyone's educator and i feel like especially as people of color as like like if you really know the reality of life like if you know what's going on then like and you're passionate about change and you're passionate about social justice then we take it up on ourselves to educate those around us and we don't have to Mm -hmm. like you know it's okay let people think what they want to think like there comes a point where you're just tired and it's not even you it's not your teaching skills it's not it's they're they will always be stuck in their ways and unfortunately that's the world we live in um if it was all good there wouldn't be any bad and we wouldn't appreciate the good so there's just such radical (laughs) it's amazing because it's hard it's It's very hard. hard it's something you gotta learn too and there's just such i mean there's maturity there's wisdom there's mm-hmm. just all those things and it's you know okay i'll just i'll give my middle <laughs> about quote at the moment just i don't know because this is something i have to like i'm not good at this at all like you are so much better at this but it's the whole idea of when they go low you, you go, go high, high. Yeah. yeah and it's just it's just i'm in awe and i'm just mm-hmm. i want to be like you and that's why <laughs> stop <laughs> literally i've just learned to protect myself yeah. and anything that drains me i won't take part in it mm-hmm. um so if i'm in a conversation i'm like this is not making it like i i have all right to leave the conversation if i'm in a classroom yeah. I don't feel comfortable in walking out. One, I'm paying the professor. Because <laughs> it's my tuition that brought you here. Right. But also, don't stay like stand up for yourself and don't take mm-hmm. don't take anything like don't take don't take anything from anybody because yeah. you deserve so much more. And I feel like if you want to be the person, if you are, if you want, if you want to protect your peace, protect yourself, you have to not necessarily build walls like be in spaces where you don't have to build walls yeah that's how i look at life if i always feel guarded around you no thanks (laughs) i don't i feel like you know there's a problem there if i feel like i can't be my true self like let go completely around you then why are we even friends so yeah wow i need i need to re-listen to this episode and just literally keep that (laughs) as my mantra because that's that's so hard to do, and you just it is, it, especially on this campus. I'm telling you, it's really hard. I just i i have too much of a desire to engage, and that's <laughs> that's the main thing. But we're it working is, on it. It is. But on the flip side of what you were just talking about, how do you know the healthy balance between okay, you're not going to engage with people, you're going to let them believe what they want to do, and also like protecting yourself because that's something you had to do. It's, it's mm-hmm. honestly a learned skill. Anybody who's yeah. been through you know traumatic life events or mm-hmm. things knows that when you go through that it's just your body's response Mm -hmm. to shut down or protect yourself from it happening again Mm -hmm. um but sometimes in the wake of that we can cut ourselves off from positive opportunities that's true that's true and it's a really hard line yeah to tell because you're like i do want good things in my life but at the same time i've been so hurt before that how do i even approach going forward so how do you how do you look at that so story time my first semester, I was the one, like, compared to my roommate, I was the one in the dorm. Mm-hmm. I was, sorry, rest halls. I was the one, didn't party, didn't do friends, didn't, mm-hmm. everything was by myself, by myself. And I had to learn that I need people. Like, I was very much just me against the world. And I'm like, 
I need human interaction. Like, that's, you know, we are made for that. So, like, I was depriving myself of it because I'm like, I don't trust anyone. And this, and that. It's okay. You don't have to trust anyone. No one is perfect. Mm-hmm. And then my faith comes to play in that, you know. God literally said um, two is better than one. He's not just talking about relationships. Like, you need people around you. You need those friends that are going to lift you up when you're down. Because mm-hmm. if you do it by yourself, then... You get even more drained. Like, you know, if you're around those people who make you laugh, you don't have to force yourself to laugh because, like, you know, like, spending quality time with people. And, like, I really had to appreciate my friends, like, the friendships that I had Mm -hmm. because my friends would really try with me. But I was just like, no, I don't trust people. Like, they were like, hey, you want to go? No. Like, I was was quick to say no. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even, like, protecting myself in a healthy way was a defense mechanism of getting hurt mm-hmm. by people who wouldn't even hurt me who i would think wouldn't hurt me yeah. but and even if they do hurt me it goes back to that god thing it's like if god allows them to hurt me there must have been a reason why so i think it's knowing yourself it really takes time it's knowing yourself and knowing what you can take what you can't take like it's so important because if you go into a friendship giving your all and you don't even know who you are you're giving all of somebody you don't know like Mm -hmm. that's draining because it's like while i'm figuring myself out i'm over here giving what i do know to someone else like you don't want that so i always say be your best friend before you're someone else's best friend be your girlfriend be your boyfriend before you're someone else's girlfriend or boyfriend because you won't take anything from anybody if that's the case yeah and something that I think is also interesting is the fact that you are with yourself your yeah. whole life. Uh-huh. Because you, you are. can have beautiful people come in your life, but mm-hmm. death is a real thing, I mean, in this life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're not going to always have those people that you love. And that doesn't mm-hmm. mean, no, I'm not going to be friends with anybody. You're going right. to take them and you're going to enjoy them while you have them. Right. Don't get rid of people before, you know, I guess life takes its course. But yeah. at the same time, we have to become comfortable with ourselves because we're the only selves that we have. And I love the idea of time, too, because I think that if you're coming fresh out of a raw situation and you have just been ripped to your core, you shouldn't put that expectation on yourself to say, hey, let's be friends with everybody. No. Give yourself some time. Give yourself some breathing space. Give yourself... Give yourself to know you. Because I think that even though I was very... What's the word? I was very, like, standoffish, very to myself, very guarded. Mm -hmm. I learned so much about myself. I learned Mm -hmm. so much about myself coming here. Like, I was just like, all right, it's me, myself, and I. It's all I got in the end. That is, who is that, Beyonce? (laughs) Period. Another queen. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and honestly, I think it's interesting that you say freshman year of college because I feel like that is such a transitional time in a way. It is. Like, you're away from your home for the first time, mm-hmm. and in a lot of cases, that can be a good thing. Yeah. And you're, who am I without all of this? Yeah. And so when you're trying to figure that out, I mean, to an extent, you could know who you are, but at the same time, when there aren't, like, <clears throat> oppressive structures in place all of the time, you just have a second to breathe, and then mm-hmm. you have to deal. And something that I've realized is... In life, it doesn't it doesn't leave you. Just because you get into a different environment, it still stays with you. So you have to oh. be proactive about it and you have to do the work. Because if you don't, you are going to quite literally be crippled by it. And not be able, even if it's just saying hi to somebody. Like, that can yeah. be a task. <laughs> it can, no, literally. Um, so. I think when I came here, I was like, who I was in high school is probably close to who I am now. But a lot has changed. And mm-hmm. I feel like... If you're going on this journey of, like, self-love, healing, you have to be aware that it's a continuous process. Like, you don't know yourself 100% ever. Because mm-hmm. I can wake up today, be one person, and tomorrow the next. And it's not a lack of consistency, but, like, something so detrimental can happen to me today that I can have a different outlook on life tomorrow. Um, it's called a situational crisis, by the way. Um, <laughs> psych minor here. <laughs> Of life. <laughs> so you just have to know that like you have to be present mm-hmm. and like although your past experiences make you you have to know how to focus on the present like 
if I know that I've had horrible friends in the past, I used to be the type of person like I didn't trust females because like it was always the female friends. It was always yeah. It was always the female friends, and I was just like, all right. I just I think females are the problem. Like I can't trust females. I only have brothers. My mom is great, by the way. So like it's not like a mother a maternal <laughs> problem. Uh-huh. Um, it's just like I always had brothers, so like uh-huh. I knew how to like live, exist mm-hmm. with men. Um, so females are just you know. But then I met really great female friends, and that was a hard transition for me because I was like, I need to learn how to separate my past experiences between my present like they're not the same you know what i mean and mm-hmm. we're still best friends to this day and i'm very glad so giving yourself it's all about taking risk honestly so that's the fun <sighs> part about life yeah and i guess that's hard to do especially when you're fresh off of that bad situation mm-hmm. and if one thing goes wrong right after something dramatic or big yeah. or just life mm-hmm. it can feel like that extra thing and it's hard to see the bigger picture yeah <sighs> girl it's <laughs> a lot welcome to therapy 101 guys Sorry, can you say that again? Therapy with Val 101. Oh, yeah. Well, Val is getting therapy. <laughs> this is like everybody's listening in on Val like and her and her basically a therapist. No, but <laughs> McKaylee has done honestly so much for me. Just the fact that you exist has given me a reason to stay. I'm telling you, Val is literally my reason. <laughs> She's my reason for being a first year Ari. I'm like, I want to meet another Val. I feel like there's no other Vals, but like, I feel like. If I was your actual RA, I think, which I technically am, but which you are, of course. I think that every RA deserves a resident, a resident like you. Aww. And I'm not just saying this like you know, kissing booty or anything. <laughs> well, but, you are on my show. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's one of those things where you kind of have to know. I don't know. I think you're so like vocal. I am a very vocal person. She's, she's very vocal. Like, she will literally tell her RA, you're not even doing programs that have to do anything with what the community we're living in. I did do that. So, <laughs> she's very vocal, and I feel like it's a good thing. Like, she's, like, your biggest critic, but, like, your biggest supporter at the same time. And Val is just one of those people, like, you need around you because, like, she's taught me. She's taught me how to be an RA, like, how to, like, you know be there for my residence because i remember i used to just walk past my residences i used to walk past the fourth floor lounge but then they're like oh you guys should like you should talk to us more and i'm like okay <laughs> so like i stop in every now and then i'm mm-hmm. like how are you know checking in and i feel like that's how i've been able to create these bonds and like these trusts with my residents so mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's true because i do remember um i would spend a lot of time on the fourth floor especially mm-hmm. first semester and i would be like Ari Michaelia, I've never met her. I've never <laughs> heard of her. I don't know who she is, but everybody was just like, she's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then so you just came in. Um, who is this person? She's just <laughs> ra- like, you quite literally are just a radiant person. You have I such can't. a presence. And I think that, I don't know, maybe it's kindred spirits, maybe it's vibes. You it know, is. like we're definitely very different people but at the same time we are time, very different people but like we are we vibe all the time like <laughs> that's what i love like i don't want to be with somebody who's a carbon copy of, yeah because that's mm-hmm. just so uninteresting yeah i wouldn't want to hang out with me 24 7 i lied i probably would <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you already do so two right of you right is a lot right two of me is a lot yeah we don't want that yeah yeah and i think that's <laughs> <laughs> You don't want that. I mean, it would be, I mean, in an, an ideal world, yeah, of course. There'd be more. If McKay's. everyone was just me, like, I feel like we would get along. Actually, we would not. I argue with myself too much. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. But there's just so much value that you specifically have to bring to the world. And there's only one person can, who can do it, and that's you. Yeah. And that's why being authentic is so important. Like, that's I cannot true. stress this enough. There's yeah. nobody on the planet who's you. Stop trying to There's pretend no to be somebody one. else because yeah. they're already doing the service to the world. You need to do what you can do for the world. Mm-hmm. Whew, that's true. I get heated. We're literally <laughs> preaching over here, guys. I know. And, well, yeah, we, we, we just touched on the fact that I am a vocal person. And my mom tells me this all the time. She's like, <laughs> Val, you can just so easily articulate how you're feeling in that moment and just tell me. That's That's a gift. Like, as a first year the fact that you have that as a first year that's beautiful like that's Mm going to help you so much because if you are in an environment like this and you take you you take spit from anybody then you just 
it's gonna be hard on you but i feel like you're so able to stand up for yourself and like that's such a good thing because these professors are gonna try you these kids are gonna try you these mm-hmm. everybody's gonna try you mm-hmm. so you gotta know how to put people in their place so i feel like that's so good and not even like you don't even do it in a disrespectful way like you're like i respect myself enough to show you that you need to respect others and like i deserve the respect that i know that i deserve so the fact that you're like that at such a young age, I feel like that's beautiful. Cause oh my gosh, thank you. if I, just... I go back, I wish, <laughs> I wish I had that. Aww. Well, I did have that. Never well, mind. But you do, Michaela. We just have different. I mean, we have different ways of going about it. For sure. I you're think better. I'll be a bit more disrespectful. Just a tiny, <laughs> a tiny bit sassy. No, you're definitely way better at things than I'm not good at. So it's like it's I give wish. and take. Every person has their own strength. But I was literally just bringing that up to allude into my <laughs> next question about you know. I talk to people all the time and they're like, how do I go up to people? How do I talk mm-hmm. to people? Because I'm always just like, well, just do it. You know? Yeah. But I know that that's not everybody. It's not, yeah. Because I'm just naturally an extrovert. I naturally yeah. am able to talk to people. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't mm-hmm. faze me. I feed off of other mm-hmm. people's energy. Mm-hmm. But what advice would you give to people who are maybe a little bit more soft-spoken or have that, you know, because I feel like you've reached so many people, but mm-hmm. it's not because you do it the way that I do it. Think of everything as a Netflix documentary. <laughs> Think of everything as a movie and you're just acting. You can have many takes as possible. That's how I look at life. That's beautiful. That's a really um, good perspective. My, the way, if I, so I had to introduce myself to someone yesterday. Mm-hmm. People think I'm an extrovert. I'm really not. I'm so introverted. I literally hate talking to people. I would, I'd rather crawl in a hole than like be I around noticed. people. But you're so good at it. <laughs> but you wouldn't know that being around me because mm-hmm. I'm putting on a show. Not that it's a fake. Show. Not that it's a show. It's really me. But how I approach certain situations. So. I was like, Michaela, you really need to, like, go. Like, introduce yourself to this person. And I was like, all right, ready? Three, two, one, action. Hi! So, (laughs) it's just, I really think of everything as a show, the way I walk, the way I talk. I'm just like, all right, just put on a show for these people. Except the character you're playing is yourself. So, I feel like you also have to know yourself in order to play this show. Because if you don't know yourself... And you try to be someone else. That's when that, you know, that fakeness comes in, that lack of authenticity. So knowing who you really are and then just like, all right, I can do it. Because I know talking to, I literally had this, someone asked me this question yesterday. Like, how do I just, how do I just talk to people? Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like you take just doing it so like, well, duh, but no, literally just go do it. Like, like, <laughs> like nothing bad is going to come out of just doing it. Like. Mm-hmm. What's the worst that can happen? My thing has always been that if you can't beat my ass, then I don't really care. So, like, <laughs> that's such, like, a, a violent outlook to look on. But still, though, if you, like, if you physically won't harm me, like, to the point where, like, I'll be incapable of regularly functioning throughout my life, mm-hmm. then what's the harm? Like, I'm just going to replay this embarrassing moment in my head over and over again yeah fine but then you forget about it <laughs> i mean so, well, don't you have those random moments from kindergarten where you did that one weird thing and you're like you still yeah think about like it. when Ugh. i peed myself in the third grade <laughs> val exclusive val exclusive the, the tea comes out the, the tea comes out when i pee <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean i would give a moment of what i've done it's just it, the, the 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 elementary school ones i don't know those just those hit hard those did, yeah. Those did hit hard. Yeah, there was a preschool moment where I like <laughs> spit out my apple juice all over the table. It was just bad. Now I'm thinking of the- no. We're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> I was four. I, I was... should not have chewed my Ritz crackers. <laughs> apple juice. I was literally. Oh no. So in third grade, I was peeing. Like I had to go to the. I had an exam. This is when I first moved from Jamaica. Like actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to pee really bad, and there was an exam. Now in Jamaica, it's really hard. Like you're like, you, that's when like teachers used to be able to like whoop you type thing. So, um, I was really scared to go ask to use the bathroom because mm-hmm. I still had that preconceived notions of teachers like being scared of your teachers, which is something I had to unlearn. So, um, I was peeing. I just started peeing on the like the chair, and then someone goes, "Miss, I think there's like apple juice on the floor." <laughs> And I'm like, no, it's not mine. It's not mine. <laughs> and like, you can hear the. <laughs> and my teacher comes to me and she goes, 
are you okay? I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel bad for laughing. <laughs> Ever since that day, I go to the bathroom and make sure I pee before an exam. <laughs> Don't hold it in. <laughs> Don't hold it in. It's a metaphor for life. <laughs> Because if you hold it in, you're going to feel it or it's going to explode. It's, it's going to come be. out and you're not going to be able to control it in the worst time. And That's uh, a message. That's not even talking about pee, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just let it out. <laughs> Please. See, it's better that you had that moment. Could you ever have envisioned in that moment of your eight-year-old self or nine-year-old self, however, like you would be sitting in this chair right now on a podcast talking about it helping people realize that it's important to let things to go let things and deal go. with things you wouldn't even listen life is all about experiences and your experiences help others so so true I never i didn't even know what a podcast was when i was <laughs> you knew what a podcast oh when you when you were eight I thought you were when saying, i was eight yeah no. no i don't even know if they were that popular at the time but that's why i'm so passionate about having people come on here and telling their stories because i think that's how yeah, we help people it we helps people so many things people think are taboo when they're really just normalized that haven't been talked about. Listening to podcasts about people talking about things that so no like, one else oh, talks about. Oh, you put it in his perspective, yeah. So. I agree. Whew. All right. Well, Michaela, you are so involved in this campus. I am. And I want to take a second to wrap what is happening in 11 days. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's close. <laughs> <laughs> so, everyone, as the vice president of the black student union um what we have upcoming is our annual sixth anniversary black student union gala and the theme is celebrating resilience and strength because i feel like as the black community on campus even though it's very few of us um this year really called us to be strong and called us to just keep going and we had to live in a season of in spite of show up so um please come out to support tickets are seven dollars for students um nine dollars for faculty and staff and twelve dollars for alumni so come out to support it is january wow february 25th <laughs> at 6 30 p.m the doors close at seven um and if the doors close you can't get in there's no bargaining and it's non-refundable so thank you for your money <laughs> also um all ticket proceeds will be going to a nonprofit organizations which is called 100 girls leading um it is a local organization here in bridgeport and they help girls from many ages from i believe from like three to like 18 or something like that and just like how to just be themselves and how to live in a world that is very anti-woman sometimes yeah. um not just black women even though it is a black owned nonprofit. like it's just teaching girls how to just you know live and support and uplift each other not growing in that woman against woman world so we're very excited to be giving back to that organization because they've been doing doing really great things um so nothing from the gala goes to us it's all to them so we're very excited about that well what a good <laughs> so excited it's just i love hearing the good things that people are doing yeah and yeah there's a lot of bad like we've covered and there's that's real and let's give space to that very but real. the fact that people are doing things to combat them and I'm sure that there are so many women, black women, women of color in the mm -hmm. world who would have so benefited from that. Yeah. And now that we're having, you know, it's just, oh, I'm just, I just get it's emotional because true. I just, I don't know, guys, I'm a feeling person. And when all this stuff happens, I just. We're all feeling people. Some <sighs> people just feel better than others. But Stronger anyway. than others. But yeah. Ooh, beautiful. Come out to the BSU Gala, you Please, know. Please come support. There's an after party, so, you oh. know. <laughs> So, Michaela, we're kind of coming to the end of our time here. Is there anything? So sad. I know it is sad. I just had a great hour. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm thriving. My, my life is beautiful. Like, I'm not drained. I'm uplifted. I love that. Um, but is there anything that you want to say? Uh, you know, anything you have to get off um, your chest right now? To close out, I would just say no one knows you more than you do. So be yourself and love yourself. I know Valentine's Day is about showing love but if 
you don't love yourself, it's going to be hard to love others. It's going to hurt to love out others. So I think that loving yourself and just being who you are and knowing who you're called to be is very important. So, yeah, and give Jesus a try if you want to. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's beautiful. The true message of Valentine's Day. Self-love. The true message. Self-love. <laughs> yeah. Love from above. Love from above. Um, thank you so much, Michaela, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I, I, I can't just thank you enough. <laughs> I'm just so happy. My life has just been complete. Like, I mean, you are on the show. There's just so. Thank you. The listeners are. When I told anybody that you were going to be on the on the on the podcast, I was like, "Who's the best person you could think of? The queen, the leader, the <laughs> it's Michaela." And everyone was like, "No that's way, so no way." That's so funny. So. Yeah, that's it for our show today. I hope you all enjoyed. This will Jeez. definitely be one that I repeat, not for myself, but for me, <laughs> to Michaela. <laughs> and that's it. So bye for now, pals. It's Val signing off, and I'll see you next time. Bye. bye.